welcome to the Midwest Medium Podcast. I'm your host, June Hessler. In today's episode, I thought it would be appropriate to really share my backstory and really everything in my life that led me to mediumship. Um, I'm 42 years old, and my entire life, I would say, strange occurrences have happened, but in ways that I didn't quite understand. Um, My early childhood is a little bit of a blur, uh, but I do recall around, gosh, I'd say around age 12, I started to see a figure, I guess kind of follow me around between home and school. Um, It was about two feet off the floor and so to me it looked like it was hovering and really it was just an outline of a figure but I could see that there that the the entity which I didn't understand at the time what it was um was wearing I could I could tell that they were wearing some kind of robe I could see the outline and I never felt scared but I didn't understand it I didn't know what it was I didn't know who it was I didn't know why it was happening um But I do remember several times bringing it to my parents' attention and they could not see it, only I could see it. And I saw it at home and I saw it at school. And after a while, I asked God to make it stop happening. I, you know, I I just, I didn't understand it. It was kind of annoying. I was a young teenager. It just kind of wasn't my thing. So I asked for it to stop, and it did. So really didn't think too much of it. Um, I was grateful that it stopped, which, of course, now I kick myself for. Um, fast forward a couple years, there were some strange occurrences around our house. I would hear someone say my name when I was home alone. Um, I do recall my parents making the same claims that when they were home alone, they would also hear somebody say their names. I personally never felt scared. I never felt threatened or uneasy. It was kind of, I guess, something I just accepted and learned how to somehow live with, which really was easy because, again, I didn't feel scared or threatened. It was just like, kind of, I guess, living in unison, I guess you could say. Um, again, in my teens, around the years that I was hearing someone say my, my name, I would feel pressure at the end of my bed when I was sleeping as if someone was sitting down or standing up. But there was definitely pressure at the end of my bed next to my feet. Um, again, not scared, just felt that um, something to live with. Not a big deal. Um, went off to college. Didn't think too much of it. I was busy with school, busy with school, busy with friends, busy being independent, figuring out life, all those things that you do in your late teens and early twenties. I did it. Um, I did at one point, feel a strong sense of needing to learn more about Sylvia Brown. And I I knew of her because when I was 
much younger, I would see her on the Montel Williams show. And I always thought she was so fascinating. So when I was in probably my mid-20s, I started reading her books, learning more about what, what she did. Um, and then around that same time, I was having dreams. And um, my dreams lined up with the books I was reading. But of course, I just kind of thought it was all, I thought it was my dreams creating, you know, my imagination creating what I was reading in the books. So I, um, again, didn't think too much of it. And, you know, when I finished a book, I moved on to the next one. And I was very logical, very analytical, um, just thought my dreams were my imagination. So completely wrote that off and um, graduated from college, worked, you know, full-time for a bit, went back to grad school. Um, and I, when I was in grad school, I became pregnant with my daughter. And during my entire pregnancy, I can't even explain how strong it was other than to say it was extremely strong when I was pregnant with my daughter I felt extremely close to God and I can't tell you why it just it is what it is I did not grow up in a religious household I grew up um kind of bouncing from church to church. We didn't belong to a church. We didn't go to church often, but when we did, it was always a different church. It was always a Lutheran church. With the exception of Christmas mass, I would sometimes spend with my grandmother and I would go to a Catholic church. So I didn't have a strong religious upbringing. Um, But when I was pregnant with my daughter, I felt extremely close to God And I just could never put my finger on it other than I knew I was meant to be a mother. Um, It was really, really that simple. Um, I had my daughter and we lived in this apartment in Duluth, Minnesota, which was very, very small. And there was definitely a spirit there. I... um, would wake up in the middle of the night and I would smell cigarette smoke or I would smell someone cooking Mexican food. Now the apartment we lived in, when you open the front door to my individual apartment, it didn't open into a hallway. It opened to the outside world. So there was no shared hallway. Um, I only had two shared walls in my apartment. So the cigarette smoke, I, my neighbors did not smoke. Um, so I, we really couldn't explain the cigarette smoke. You know, my windows were closed. It's not like someone was smoking outside. Um, and then of course the Mexican food smell, which was smelled delicious by the way, um, in the middle of the night could not explain that either. Um, and then actually one morning when I woke up, I said, I saw an apparition of a woman's face and it was an older woman white hair, red lipstick, glasses, and a very friendly smile. And I saw her for maybe about four or five seconds, and then she faded. Um, So I believe that woman that I had seen 
lived in the apartment previous to my daughter and I. And I believe it was the smells were, ma- were her making her presence known. Um, so that kind of really is really a brief snapshot to um, where, I, where, where I go next. Uh, there, I do have other stories like positive paranormal and supernatural stories that I'll share at a later time. Um, you know, so once I had my daughter, um, we moved down to the Twin Cities here in Minnesota when I finished grad school and, um, you know, psychic mediums or paranormal or supernatural were really, uh, not on my radar at this point. Um, other than it was always something I was interested in, but not something I pursued, not something that I read much about after my Sylvia Brown books, not something, you know, this was before podcasts, this was before ghost hunting shows on the Travel Channel. Um, so it wasn't really, it wasn't easy, the topic wasn't really easily accessible, but it also wasn't something I was seeking out, but it was still something I was interested in, if that makes sense. Um, so anyway, uh, around that same time when my daughter was really young, I had learned that someone I was once very close to in high school had committed suicide and that, um, was really gut wrenching. And, uh, it actually the suicide had occurred on my birthday and i i do remember earlier that day the morning of my birthday before um i knew about the suicide um i felt i felt that i did feel that there was something wrong i felt empty i felt confused um I just, I felt something was wrong, but I didn't know where the feeling was coming from. I didn't, you know, I was having a perfectly fine day. It was my birthday. I celebrated with my mother and my daughter and, you know, nothing to complain about, but I just had this weird, empty feeling. Um, And then, of course, I went home and a few hours later found out about the suicide. Um, So that was kind of, that's kind of an, an inkling to... I guess some sort of psychic ability that at the time I didn't realize. Um, I guess back then I would have called it more intuition. Um, you know, just feeling like something was off. Um, so that was very sad, um, troubling experience, the loss of such a beautiful life. And, um, fast forward maybe six months and I was still grieving the loss of this person and I felt um there was about a week or so where I really felt that the family of this person did not acknowledge that I was once an important part of this person's life I felt like I needed some kind of acknowledgement um I can't even justify why. I just felt like, you know, I was important in this person's life at one point also. So let's not forget about that is, I guess, how it felt. And um, around the same time, I was having visitation dreams. 
And um, so this person that had committed suicide was visiting and visiting me in my dreams. And one dream in particular, around the time when I was feeling unacknowledged by the family, um, there was a dream where it was kind of like I was seeing things. There was like a, uh, from my point of view, there was a split screen down the middle. The left side was life here on earth, chaos, pain, um, problems, um, complication, I guess you could say. It was life here on earth. Life here on earth is complicated. And the right side of my split screen was peace, love, happiness, an extreme sense of calmness. And my split screen was moving further and further to the left, meaning I was gravitating towards the right side, the peace, calm, happiness, joyful side. And someone, I heard a voice say, you need to wake up. And I said, no. And they said, again, you need to wake up. And I said, no, he's here. He meaning the person that we had lost to suicide, he was there. And the second I said that, I saw him and he turned around and smiled at me. And his eyes were the most beautiful blue eyes I had ever seen. To this day, I have never seen that color blue before in my life. And um, I woke up. Later that same day, I received a letter from this person's mother. It was the first time I had heard from her since I had seen her at uh, her son's funeral. And she wrote me a lovely letter. And in that letter, she acknowledged that I was once an important part of his life and she acknowledged the special relationship that we had and she also told me that he was an organ donor and he donated his eyes and because of his donation two people received their sight back and I just remember sobbing when I was reading this letter it meant so much to me and it, that was my validation and knowing that that visitation dream was true, it happened. And he highlighted his eyes for me to show me that he was okay. That he has, I guess you could say, quote unquote, he has his eyes back. He's fine. They're beautiful. And because of his donation, two people here were able to receive their vision back. And it was such a gift. For those people and that visitation dream and that letter from his mother was such a gift for me. Um, that is absolutely probably the most wild and beautiful visita visitation I've dream I've had in many, many years. Um, so again, didn't <laughs> think too much about like psychic abilities or um really even mediumship for that matter just another really neat experience that I couldn't put my finger on but I know it happened and I know it was real and it was validated and I was grateful for it um fast forward maybe another year or two and I was actually driving home when I uh this is when I lived in in Woodbury Minnesota and I was driving home late one night 
and I was stopped at a red light and I was waiting to take a right hand turn and you know I'm just waiting for the light to turn green and I happen to look over and I see um a sign for this this building that's full of different businesses that I'm that I'm stopped next to and one of the signs said Maureen Allen psychic medium and intuitive guidance I didn't know what that was. I didn't know who that was, but I saw it. I read it. It computed in my brain. Light turned green and I made my turn. Well, <laughs> that sign never left my brain. Um, over the course of the next few weeks, I literally would hear Maureen Allen, psychic medium, intuitive guidance, repeat over and over in my head. I was like, what is happening? Why do I keep thinking about this? Why do I keep hearing it? So finally, I I Googled this person who, I mean, this was like two miles from my house. Googled it and sure enough, there's a website and this person is a psychic medium, which I had never seen before. I mean, I knew what psychic mediums were, but I had never gone to one before. And I thought, okay, fine, I'll go. I mean, I like, I was like, okay, the universe or whoever, God, whatever you want to call it, wants me to go. So I called, I booked a one hour session and I was really, really nervous. I didn't know what to expect. I was worried about judgment. You know, I'm not a perfect person. Nobody is. And I was just really nervous. I didn't know what to expect, where it would go, what would what would we talk about, what kind of questions am I supposed to ask, am I even allowed to ask questions, I knew nothing. Um, so of course I went and um, it was a beautiful experience. Um, the woman I had seen, who actually is now my spiritual teacher, all these years later, it's been, gosh, I think it's been 12 years now since I first had seen, had seen her. Um, she proved herself. She knew things that were not Googleable. She knew things about me that I'd never told anybody. And one of the most fascinating things that did happen was the person that, that I had lost to suicide several years prior came through and she described him what he looked like she described his personality she described our relationship and she knew exactly how he passed and of course I'm sobbing in tears because I'm in shock I'm amazed I um it's a lot of emotions especially when it's your first time and you're with a qualified medium it's a lot there's a lot of emotions going on um, so I left that initial meeting with her amazed, shocked, stunned, <laughs> and I would tell anyone about it that would listen because it was that powerful. Um, she is someone who I would see every now and again. I'd say I went like maybe once every eight to 12 months, I would go see her. Um, and she proved herself every time. So I knew she was someone very special. Um, that's really where mediumship 
came into my life. I was a client for, oh gosh, 10 years, I think it was. Um, she, you know, described the husband I would meet one day, which I did. We got married. Um, so very, um, wonderful woman, a blessing in my life. Um, completely fascinated by mediumship and the experiences I was having when I was with this woman. Um, but never, of course, thinking it was something I could do. I thought all mediums were born with it and they already knew it. And you either knew you had it or you knew you didn't. And as far as I was concerned, I knew I didn't have it. Um, my husband and I, this is fast forwarding a few years, we were expecting our son, Jack, um, in 2018. And sadly, um, in the spring of 2018, we went to my five-month ultrasound and learned that there was no heartbeat. So my, hu- my husband and I, of course, were devastated. And um, my son, Jack, was born a few days later. He was stillborn. Um, he was five months and four days. And um, it was an extremely difficult time for us. Um, we definitely leaned on each other. And um, it was awful. After we lost Jack, I needed to, I just, I had this strong desire, I had this need to know where he went. I needed to know what happens after we die. Where is my son? I needed to know where my son is. Um, I know where he is physically, but where's his soul? Where, where did, where did he go? So I was kind of, I guess you could say, on a mission to learn more. And um, my, uh, my, the woman who, you know, the woman I had seen all those years for mediumship readings, she had since moved out to California, but was actually coming back to Minnesota. And um, I was able to catch up with her about two, three months after my son passed. And I was able to have a, a, an in-person reading with her. And she... Um, explained why it happened, explained what I'm to learn from it. Some of that stuff right now I'm going to keep private, um, but it was extremely helpful. And I know that my son's in heaven. Um, Around that same time, I started to have um, some interesting dreams there was one dream I had where I'm looking at a beautiful blue sky and quite honestly, it wasn't a dream. It was a vision and visitation. I now understand it to be. Um, but I was looking at a beautiful blue sky and my son, Jack was standing next to me. Um, as a, as a child, he was a little kid and, you know, had the little kid voice and was a little kid. And, He's showing me this beautiful blue sky, and in it are, um, I guess you could say they look like stars or sparkles, and they're kind of lined lined up but a little scattered, ascending from right to left. And I said, what is that? And my son said, 
those are the souls waiting to get into heaven. And I woke up and it, it was beautiful. Um, continuing on my deep desire to understand where we go when we pass away, I didn't really turn to church. Um, as I said before, that wasn't an important part of my upbringing. Um, I turned more to spirituality and that interest led me to listening to many different podcasts. I fell in love with podcasts. <laughs> They're so informative and there's so many different kinds and so many different people to listen to and people sharing their stories and sharing um, their experiences and I just really fell in love with listening to podcasts and um, many different types. For me, it was paranormal podcasts, supernatural podcasts, mediumship, um, you know, ghost stories, uh, near-death experiences that were being, that were shared by people who had went through those things, um, interviews, many different types of podcasts because I was so interested and I just needed to learn more. And shortly into discovering the joy of podcasts, I uh, one podcast I really, really like is um, Ghost Magnet with Bridget Marquardt. She's an excellent in- interviewer, and I really enjoy her podcast. And she w- one day she was talking about a class that she was taking, um, a parapsychology class. And I thought, oh, that's really interesting. That'd be really, really cool. I didn't know you could, like, take college courses on this I thought that was so neat and I looked into it and I told my husband you know I I need to take a class but I just don't know which one I don't know where to go I researched classes that were being offered by different universities and it was very um, academic based and I already had graduated with my master's degree and I just didn't really want more traditional school I didn't want to write more papers I didn't want to give more presentations I didn't want anything that was really graded because for me it was like, okay, I've been there, I've done that, time for something different. So I couldn't quite put my finger on the class I would take or who I would take it from, but I knew I needed to take a class. And literally, I kid you not, that same week, um, Maureen Allen, uh, who, you know, like I said, I had seen her for so many years, she posted that she was going to start teaching a class online to teach people how to connect with their spirit guides and learn how to communicate with them. And I knew, I said, that is the class I need. That is the class I want. I know her. I trust her. Um, That's my class. So I signed up. And I must not have read the description all the way or didn't fully comprehend the description of the class, but it also included developing your psychic abilities, which as far as I was concerned, I had none. I just had really interesting experiences, but I didn't think I had any psychic abilities. But I was like, okay, whatever. As long as I can learn how to communicate with my spirit guides, I'm good. That's what I want. So, um... Class started, and (laughs) I think it was the second night of class. It was a six-week course. We met once a week. Um, The second night 
I, I, gosh, I think it was the second night of class, she would have us practice mediumship. And I thought, oh, wow, this is not good for me. I am not a medium. I don't know what I'm doing. This is going to be a disaster. But I signed up for the class. I'm committed to the class. I will listen to what she says. I will follow her instructions and we'll see what happens, but nothing's going to (laughs) happen. And that was really my mindset. And so I followed her instructions. I did what she asked me to do. And we part of what she asked us to do was to meet as she would partner us up with other classmates and we would meet outside of class and practice. And I was like, okay, I'll do that. So I would meet with my classmates outside of class and we would practice and all of a sudden I'm seeing their deceased loved ones. I'm seeing their pets that died and I'm describing to them what they look like, their personalities, their hobbies, their interests, their occupations, their marital status, their family situations, and all with descriptive information individualized information, not generic, not generalized. And I'm literally in our practice sessions giving full-blown half-hour or longer readings for my classmates. It was incredible. It was such a rush. Um, Truly, for me, giving mediumship readings, I get a high from it. It's so beautiful, and it's at such a high vibration. It's blissful. It's amazing. And um, all of a sudden, there I am in beginner's psychic development class giving half-hour or longer mediumship readings to my classmates. So, um, in many ways, I attribute mediumship coming into my life because of my son. Um, I have the three M's. My daughter gave me motherhood. My husband gave me marriage. And my son helped give me mediumship. Um, I say he helped because it truly it comes from God. Um, I also give credit to my spiritual teacher. She now goes by Oracle Maureen. And, of course, I have help from my guides and my angels. And But really, it was my son that, because of that desire to learn more about where he went after he passed, um, it brought mediumship into my life at such a higher, stronger level than it was all those years ago before I was pregnant with my son. Um, so it's been quite a ride It's been a beautiful journey and, you know, like I've said before, I have been feeling inclined to start this podcast because there's so many negative stories out there. There's so many shows that, in my opinion, focus on the negative of the paranormal and supernatural and there's just not enough being talked about, about the positive experiences, the beautiful experiences, both paranormal and supernatural. And so it really is my true desire to highlight those stories and to bring them to you here on the Midwest Medium podcast. So I hope you'll continue joining me. Um, 
If you have a positive paranormal or supernatural story, I'd love to hear about it. You can send it in to info at junehessler.com. That's J-U-N-E-H-E-S-S-L-E-R.com. We'll share it on the podcast. You can leave your name or you can, if you wish to be anonymous, just put that in there and we'll keep you anonymous. Um, Thanks for listening, everyone. Until next time, this is June Hessler on the Midwest Medium Podcast.